Good morning, good morning. Once again, we are here on CU Sunday, your new favorite NFL pregame show. We're here, of course. Couch coaches here, quarterback in uh, today. And I got uh, my guys in the building. What's going on, JP? What's up, coach? How you doing? I'm good, man. You know, like we said, another great Saturday here to close out the month of um, September. Um, yeah, everything is great, man. Fall, fall is hit here in my in my um, state in Virginia. Yes. Uh, hoodie weather is, is upon us. I'm excited, you know. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> I'm excited, man. It's yeah. fall season, it's football season, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Absolutely. So we got our two south, two down south boys. We got our up north boy, guy. What's up, Kenneth? Not too much, man. Just enjoying the north. You know, <laughs> cold is cold is an understatement, uh, as it usually is. No, oh, that's no, right. I, I was going to say. It's actually nice here right now. Like we're we're we still got no snow yet. You know, we'll, we've probably got a couple of weeks before that sets in. But uh, <laughs> you you got to get used to that up here in Canada. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to talking some football. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So first, before we get started, definitely huge shout out to uh, myboogie.ag. Um, use our promo code off the ball where they match up to fifty percent of your deposit up to one thousand dollars. And yeah, man. So um, we actually had some interesting news that come out of the NFL um, in the last forty-eight hours, uh, where they have a new Super Wild Card Weekend format. Last year they had the format where they had the three games on Saturday and then three games on Sunday. So now what's going to happen is they're going to have two games on Saturday, three games on Sunday, and then a Monday primetime game. So I'm gonna go around the horn, fellas. Your thoughts on the the new Super Wild Card Weekend format? Um, I think you know the reason they did the reason they were kind of just like iffy about doing it to Monday night because it was going to end up the college football national championship game because this it, you know it's all about the views basically, and they seen that this year you know this season that they have a chance to do it on a Monday night football game. It's exciting for like people like because you know NFL games especially in the playoffs be so exhausting and stuff. Like by the third game, you probably be like. Whew, I gotta. Whew, I mean, I can't even watch this. I can't really fully watch the game and stuff. So I understand from the perspective of trying not to be exhausted, and then also the magic and the sparkle of Monday Night Football. You know, is still there, and you know, just basically, just it, it's it's exciting. You know, to me, and I love it because you know, especially like Monday Night. You know, we we'll, we always be looking forward to like watching football on a Monday night. So just to have it in the playoffs, it's exciting. Sometimes I understand that they should do it Saturday and Sunday and not Monday, but at the same time, it's exciting for the fans. But in terms of like the teams and stuff, it could give them like a, a, a little bit of a break, like a day break to rest before the game. Yeah. Kenneth, your thoughts? I'm not excited about it. I mean, I think it's great for the actual weekend itself because obviously – we're used to Monday night football all the time, and and it feels like every team has, has to play that Monday night game at some point, so they're going to have a short week, something along those lines. But as far as playoffs go the following week, I think it just puts whoever wins that game at a major disadvantage because they're likely going to have a road game the next week, 
And so then they're going to have to, on a short week, on the road, like I just think it really sets back those teams as far as preparation goes because then they still have to travel. They have to do all that stuff. So Mm -hmm. I don't like it from that perspective. I understand the fan side of things because, you know, we love Monday night football, especially during fantasy football season. You're always keeping an eye on your matchups late if you got players on the Monday night. But when it comes to playoffs, I just think it should be Saturday, Sunday, I mean, there's only three games happening. You can still space them out where you're going to have ratings. So I, I don't like it from that perspective, but I see it from the fan side. Um, yeah, I, and I would be devil's advocate because I always say like NFL can't go wrong. But a part of me is like I, I don't like it either. I just look at it from the standpoint of like you said, it's going to put like Kenneth made a great point where if you're the if you're that team that plays Monday night, you got to think in theory, it's going to be Tuesday. Yeah. So you're going to be on a short week, and like you said, and then you're going to have to travel, and you know, and you're going to have to put a lot of preparation because you know this is a, this, this isn't just a regular season game. This is a game that if you lose, you're done. Like you're you know you're done. Um, your season is over. And like you said, you think about it, this match. Like if say for instance you're the road team, and you got to come back home. That's Tuesday. You know that'd be Tuesday morning, first vice versa, and then got to prepare, and then got to travel somewhere else. You know, with them, if you think about it, if your game is Sunday, the late Sunday game, you flying out Saturday, you know, and God forbid if you have a Saturday game, mm-hmm. then you find out on Friday. And then that, that preparation, you only really have three really good days of preparation for a game that, that determines your season. Have they Which, said how they're going to determine who's going to play on that Monday night game, or is it just going to be? And they haven't said anything. They haven't said. That. I think it's probably based on, I guess, the matchups. I guess Pretty you know much. if it's if it's probably if you know if I, I'll put it this way, and I hate to inject NFC East bias on this show, but <laughs> I have to. But if NFC yep. East team makes makes uh, well, they will make if they host. Well, yeah, because whoever wins NFC East will host a game. Yeah. Yeah. I, I and, see that, especially if it's Dallas or Washington or uh, all, all four of them. If they and, and you're going to have really angry teams with this because whatever team and whatever teams end up on that Monday night, if they then go in, they come out flat. They don't play well the following week. They mm-hmm. can point to well, why are we playing a short week in the playoffs? Like I, exactly. I get it. We already have to go on the road. We understand that, but it's it's just wrong the fact that you then have to likely play a road game short week traveling and everything like and you're doing it in what is still a pandemic right now so that could play a factor as well like i just think it's if you were gonna do this maybe further down the road like last year you just went to the additional playoff team but now you're now throwing in monday night like it feels like the nfl is maybe trying to do a bit too much as far as the ratings go and it's gonna ultimately hurt the playoff football side of things i agree with that 100 percent. you know um you know adding like a 17th game in the regular season you've seen how like teams were against it like why in the world we're playing one more game and all that but from the fans it's like oh my goodness yes we got another like game in the books for regular season to see if our team could have a chance to make it to a wild card or to get the seed that they need um i'm glad you brought up like that short week you know like it's it's fine if they can take a break and all that before like the game starts if they play that Monday night football but then i'm glad you brought up the other side well like if they play monday night they win 
and then they have the short week because depending on when you play, you got to do all this traveling. You got you got you got short preparation to fate to go up against this team and all that. It's almost like you know a team that plays Sunday go into Thursday basically. Yeah, and you know. Nobody haven't really said anything about, you know, oh, we got Thursday night football and you got that short preparation, you know, at the play on Sunday. So it's almost like that same exact thing with Monday, but then you're going to be playing on Saturday. So it's like they the teams, they it's like they don't really have a choice, you know, and NFL just trying to just help the fans and try to boost up the ratings and everything. But it's like they don't really have a say to it. So it's like they don't know, like, what to do, you know. So the only way that this is somewhat OK is if they give them the late Sunday game the following week. Yeah. Where, where you, you give them the be, yeah. because if you throw them on Saturday, like this is a completely different Complete. like this yeah. is yes. this is wrong. This yeah. is not OK that, yeah. that a team gets basically four days preparation compared to a normal like six like th- exactly. that's major when it comes to playoffs and yeah. like yeah. and it's not like these teams are going to be focusing on that next week they got to take care of business on that monday night they have to you can't yeah. pre-prep like it's different sometimes you get that sunday game like maybe you you get like arizona's playing like the jets they're yeah. overlooking the jets a little bit because on thursday night they got the rams yeah. But not in the playoffs because if you if you come out flat, you lose to the Jets, whatever, like it sucks, but like you're you were looking forward to that next game and your season yeah. isn't over at that point, like it would yeah. be in the playoffs. Yeah. And then even from a fan's perspective, I don't even like the Monday night game either, because you think about especially as a guy from the East Coast, it's already a holiday weekend anyway. So it's like you think about it in theory. Why would I want to have a game on a Monday night, eight o'clock? I gotta go to work the next morning. I know it's East Coast is 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 real, you know. West yeah. Coast, there's yeah. no problem with them. But when you when you're the East Coast and you and you working, you're like, all right, if I had a holiday weekend, I want to have three games on that Sunday because I ain't gotta go to work Monday. Coach, so coach, I'm two like, hours behind you, and even yeah. I am like, man, I gotta stay up and watch this game. Like, yeah. I, I'm, I'm an old man. I go to bed at like ten o'clock. Let me. I just don't want to stay up till midnight. Like, <laughs> right? People don't understand. We got responsibilities. We, 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 we do. <laughs> When you're 20, you're like, ah, oh, whatever, I'll skip class yeah. in the morning, like whatever. But yeah. you know, we got real responsibility. Yeah. responsibility. Yep. And if you miss a lick of sleep, you're going to pay for it the next day. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you're going to pay for it. But yeah. So let's go into uh, week three. So what do you guys, uh, week three storylines? I'm going to go with you first, Kendall. I think a lot of people are going to point to the Fields game just because this is his first start in the NFL. Unfortunately, it's against Cleveland. But uh, I do think that it the fact that he did get to play, you know, a half of football last week, that's going to help him a lot. Just he looked pretty jittery in that game. Like he looked so excited to get in there and play that he almost like he, he didn't play well because of it. And so I think he'll settle down now and uh really settle in against this Cleveland team. It's a tough first game for him. But for me, it's these division games. I mean, we've got some really big division games. We've got Kansas City, L.A. We got Dallas, Philly. We got Indy, Tennessee, especially now that Wentz, is. it sounds like, is going to play against the Titans. That makes that game far more interesting. So just major division games early in the year. I always love watching division games because – 
you know, even when you have that team that could be a heavy favorite, doesn't necessarily go their way because it's very tough to go like five and one in your division, six and oh in your division. Like yeah. a lot of teams just drop games because they are so familiar with their opponents. Like Kansas City's going in as like a touchdown favorite, but no one would be shocked if the Chargers knocked them off. Just like Dallas, they're over a field goal favorite. No one would be shocked if Philly went in and won. Same with Indy. Like, so I like watching those games from that perspective. Yeah. JP, what you got? Oh, man. Um, yeah, the Justin Fields storyline, that's probably going to be the biggest one because he, you know, headed against a tough Browns defense in his first start. Um, that's going to be like a – it's probably going to be a struggle for him in that first game because the Browns defense – it's not like the Rams defense if they would have threw him in in that week one game against the Rams. <laughs> um, but, but still, the uh, Browns defense is really good. So Justin Fields definitely would be the – but I'm all, I'm all, I'm always intrigued this week between Tom Brady versus Matthew Stafford, and we'll talk about the Bucks versus the Rams because you got two really good quarterbacks that's going to shoot it out, that's able to pass the ball and everything. The Rams and the Bucks are in the top ten in terms of passing yards and top five in passing touchdowns, so it's going to be like a shootout game. I'm looking forward to that game mostly. So Tom Brady versus Matthew Stafford, that's going to be that's going to be really interesting. Two undefeated teams, uh, two MVP candidates so far in the season going against one another. I'm, I'm very excited for it. That's probably the one storyline I'm looking like, oh, man, this is going to be good right here other than Justin Fields. Uh, yeah. Um, almost to back to guys' point, um, yeah, we're looking at um, two potential um, AFC West teams. One of them will be one and two when the clock strikes October. Um, it could be, the, you know, the, either the Kansas City Chiefs or the L.A. Chargers. Um, very interesting to see what how this going to play out. And like you said, the division matchups. Um, also, the Bucks coming into L.A. And with a 10-game winning streak. Um, this is Tom Brady homecoming part one, as obviously he's from, from San Mateo. So this is the first time he's played in Los Angeles. So this is going to be kind of somewhat of a sort of a homecoming, the prelude to next week when he goes to New England. Um, and then just um, and for personal reasons, uh, Taylor Heineke, uh, you know, the legend yes. Taylor Heineke uh, return <laughs> in, his first, <laughs> in his first ever, um, when his first role start as a um, quarterback, as QB1 as a Washington football team. So that's also interesting. And then also Justin Fields, it's Justin Fields time. And I want to see what he does against that Browns defense. Mm-hmm. Facts. Facts. Yeah. Yeah. And, he, and that was somewhat of a homecoming for him as well. Obviously playing at Ohio State mm-hmm. uh, goes back goes back to Cleveland. Even though <laughs> <laughs> good moment for him. <laughs> yeah, it could, it could be it could be it could be a good one or a bad one, but you know, we don't find out. It's, it could be yeah. <laughs> So, fellas, we got the Buccaneers versus the Rams. The I guess we. Quote, quote unquote, call it a NFC um, championship game preview yeah. potentially. Yep. So, um, JP, um, your thoughts on this matchup and who wins? Man, um, you got, you know, two undefeated teams. You got two MVP candidates and Tom Brady and Matthew Stafford going against each other with the weapons they have offensively. Um, like I said, the Rams and Bucks are in the top 10 in passing yards, top five in passing touchdowns. So it's going to be a really good shootout game. Um, the reason I'm on the side with the Rams on this one is 
Um, as good as the Bucks defense is, the secondary is really weak at the point at this moment. And Matthew Stafford could have just an advantage just to fling the football to Coop. Henderson, the running back they have, had been been really impressive the first two games. So this is like the Rams could easily take this victory, but it'd probably be close because you never want to count out Tom Brady. If you count out Tom Brady like I did, I paid for it, you know, the next day and everything. <laughs> but, but, you know, Tom Brady's been unbelievable. The thing that's going to be killing is Antonio Brown being on the reserve list. You know, he's a guy that can bring that spot to the Buccaneers offense, you know, like Gronk and, uh, you know, you still got Evans, you still got Goodwin. Um, so Tom Brady still got some weapons around Ronald Jones. Um, but, you know, that Bucks defense is something, you know, is something else, you know, uh, Aaron Donald, uh, Jalen Ramsey, he has to pick his poison between Goodwin and Evans. I feel like he's going to go to Evans more than Godwin. And um, I, but like I said, the Rams, you know, will probably take this victory. It'll probably be a close game, but I think Matthew Stafford will, you know, emerge as probably like the uh, the front, uh, as the running MVP candidate so far after this game. Cool, cool, cool. All right, before we get you, um, your thoughts, Kenneth, we're gonna bring in Mo in the frame. What's going oh, on, Mo? God. What's up, yo? Yo, what's going on, fellas? Well, well the show yeah. is going well for a while there, but yeah, yeah. I'm really excited for this game. Uh, you got two great defenses. Um, neither team has a phenomenal run game, and they're probably not gonna play a major factor in this game. I mean. Henderson's banged up. You're going to see some Sony Michelle in there, I'm sure. Probably. But they're going up against that Bucks run defense that is just an absolute force. And, I mean, Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette haven't exactly been running all over defenses either. So I think that's why a lot of people view this as a shootout because they think it's going to be Stafford and Brady probably both passing for 300-plus. But I do think that this, this game just comes down to turnovers. Will Stafford be able to hang on to the ball enough and not turn it over because we've seen Stafford have games where he throws multiple picks and he can throw his team out of it. And they are going up against, you know, the Super Bowl champs. And can they create that crucial turnover to on Brady? We saw him turn it over four times against Dallas. So it's not out of the question for him to have a turnover game as well, but I'm taking the Rams here. I think they they're trying to make a statement here. Like Tampa Bay, yep. if they lose this game, they're like, whatever, we're going to win our division easily. Exactly. We'll see you all in the playoffs. Like, exactly. like that's Tom's mentality. He's he's ultra competitive, but I think if it boils down to it, he's like, you know what, you all can have the regular season. We're going to beat you all in the playoffs. So I would take the Rams to win by a field goal here. I think it's going to be a close game. Yeah. Mo, your thoughts on this matchup? I pretty much agree with everything Kenneth and JP both said as far as um, and I know you'd like to think that this doesn't play a factor. Uh, we know Tom Brady never takes any game too lightly, but bro, he plays in New England next week. Like, is 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 he is the Bucks organization? Like, I think. I mean, you just think about it. That that game is such a huge deal. They're talking about it already. Not a single prior to, on Thursday night football. Like that's what they're talking about. Tom Brady's return to New England. Um, I think that plays a factor, and I think the Rams will be more hungry on Sunday to get the victory. Like like Kenneth said, it's going to mean more to the Rams right now. And like JP said, like it's going to be more to Matt Stafford uh, right now to ultimately get that W. I, obviously, two undefeated teams, two 
teams that we expect to meet again um, in the NFC Championship. And like I said, like what what better a Tom Brady is type story where you know he loses to the Rams and ultimately faces them again uh, in the playoffs, probably hopefully the NFC Championship and ends up winning. The, the a regular season loss doesn't mean much to Tom Brady. And what is he? He he hasn't lost a game yet in the playoffs, if I'm not mistaken, to a team that he lost to in the regular season and faced in the playoffs. Like, he's undefeated in that aspect. Um, so this would mean a lot for, for the Rams. I just think it means more for, like, the city of Los Angeles, the Rams organization, Matthew Stafford. Like everybody's been saying, this might be the biggest game in his career. You know, week three or what week four. For week three of the regular season, and we're talking about this might be the biggest game of Matt Stafford's career up to this point. That's how that's how big this game is, uh, especially for the Rams. So, but I'm gonna go with the Rams. Um, you know, if you're a betting guy, what is it at one and a half? Like, yeah. I mean, you could bet, you could take a point or whatever. You're better off money lining if you're taking the Rams or or whoever. But uh, I, I would take the Rams. Probably, I, I'll say 27-24. Coach, before you go, yeah, as far as the betting lines go for it also, like they got a steep line on it as far as the over-under, like 55 and a half for for teams with these kind of defenses. It's a high line, and I think they're they're anticipating that a team's going to go 30-plus, but I don't know if that's going to happen with how good these defenses are. And All right, so we got Thad. What's going on, T-Law? Oh. What's good? What's going on? Hey, your thoughts on this Buccaneers Rams, T Law? Uh, I think it'll be. It's hyped up to be the best game of the day, and I think it will be the best game of the day. Last, year, it's a rematch of the game of last year, and it was Brady's worst game of the season. Uh, he threw two picks, and it was his lowest completion percentage of the uh, entire season. So, the Rams defense uh, had them bottled up, made Brady struggle, and hopefully, I mean that's the case for this game. Can they do it again? I think turnovers is the biggest thing. Last year. Jared Goff turned over the ball, and this year they have a better quarterback in Matthew Stafford. So, you know, will they be able to stop him? And last year, Cooper Cup and Robert Woods got off. They had uh, 23 catches for over 275 yards. So, and they look like they're on that same type of pace this year. You know, they're playing pretty good ball this year. So, can can the Rams or Bucks force a timely turnover and can Matthew Stafford not turn over the uh, ball? You know, he asked for these big time big time games when he came to the Rams. So can he pull through? And I think he will, you know, Jalen Ramsey, maybe not Jalen Ramsey, but somebody on the Rams defense will call it a timely turnover. And I think the Rams will pull this one out. I would say like 31, 28. Yeah. Um, yeah. This one this is an interesting matchup. Like I said, it's a quarterback matchup Stafford versus Brady. Um, I think the biggest key is going to be the Rams defensive line um, yep. versus Tampa Bay's offensive line. And, yep. Forgive me, Jelani. I know we play again ass next week, but if Atlanta got three sacks on Tom Brady last week and and what five quarterback hits, no telling what the Rams gonna do um, with that. So you just look at it from that standpoint, and then look at their uh, pass defense last week against the Colts. I think they pretty much balled up um, uh, Carson Wentz and Indianapolis Colts. So I definitely gonna, it's this gonna be a game where I think uh, as Stan mentioned earlier, I think it's gonna be um, Tom's gonna turn up some, some, some turnovers, and it, it's gonna spoil part one of his homecoming. I definitely think that um, that the San Mateo kid doesn't come home with a victory. I think the Rams will take take advantage of it, and like in Tom Brady fashion, because what he wants to do if this happens again, he wants to stay in L.A. He probably will have that mantra. Okay, 
the Rams host NFC Championship game. We beat them. Hey, let's stay in LA for two, for two weeks. Let's not even go home. Let's pack our bags for two weeks. I can see Tom Brady doing that game. Can you hear me? Yeah. 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 You good? You good? <laughs> it sounds like your mind must have been hungry. I wasn't I expecting an off-the-ball network sweep for the Rams, which obviously yeah. means that Tom Brady's going to prove all of us wrong and go yeah. this game, right? Like, <laughs> but but I, I got, I'm telling you, Tom Brady is that type of it's, – it's, yeah. I thought he's a, he's a sports sociopath. <laughs> He'll get to that point where he's going to tell people, hey, let's pack our bags for a week and a half because we're going to be here. We're gonna be we're gonna stay here for Super Bowl. I can see him saying that. But this game, this game might mean a lot to Tom. Like I know we're talking about, like I brought up next week in like his return yeah. to New England. But this is the first time in his career where he's he's played um in L.A. And obviously, you know, like you said, homecoming part one. Uh, Tom Brady's never played in L.A. Crazy to think, but I mean, you know, the Chargers were in San Diego uh during most of pretty much all of his AFC tenure, and then even the Rams just recently in the recent years, moved to L.A. and he never really played against the Rams. So, I mean, will will that mean a lot? Like, does his first game ever back home in L.A., does that mean anything to Tom Brady? I personally don't think so, honestly. Like, I know they're making it, but I don't really mean to him. I, he's just fully focused on the game. And I think, But I think a lot of people are looking at next week. And I just think that plays a factor. You're not going to watch the game and say, like, oh, the Bucks fell asleep. It's all about next week. But I think mentally, like, it is something that, that whole organization is preparing for it. Like that, that is, I mean, just, this is the biggest next week will be the biggest homecoming ever all time, especially with the love he's going to get. I mean, it's going to be the total opposite of LeBron returning to Cleveland. Yeah. This might be 2018 LeBron going back to Cleveland, possibly, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. But like you said, what he's done for that franchise, you, you can't do nothing, but like have a stand ovation for Don Brady. Like, yeah, like he won't get booed. Uh, there'll be a lot of uh, Bucks Brady jerseys in in Foxborough. There'll be a lot of Bucks support. They're gonna want to see their page. I don't even think Patriots fans are gonna want to see the Patriots win that football game. If you want me to be honest, I don't think most Patriots fans want to see Tom Brady's homecoming ruined in an L for the simple fact, bro. There's like no hate towards Tom Brady leaving. So I just think that that's something to think about. Is like that whole Bucks organization. It's gonna mean the world to make sure that they're getting a W and they could look past the Rams a little bit. Dead. Robert Woods and Cooper Cup are on a crazy pace right now. That secondary is horrible uh, in Tampa. So that, that could be de- – that's definitely something to pay attention to is Matt Stafford shredding that horrible secondary to pieces and no JPP, which is a big deal on, on a guy getting to the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big time, big time. We got the Sunday night football matchup. We got the 49ers versus the Green Bay Packers. We have a pack uh stadium in Santa Clara tomorrow night. So uh Mo, your thoughts on this matchup? I mean, this is to me, this is right behind the Bucks and Rams as far as biggest matchups of the day. Uh Packers 49ers, you know, and you know, there was there, there's a lot of things we hear about Kyle Shanahan and, and is beefing with the Packers organization because remember on draft day, you know, Aaron had kind of ruined draft day by saying like he wanted out and Kyle Shanahan was pursuing uh, Aaron Rodgers. We thought that's why they might've traded that number three pick. Like there was a lot of, so apparently there's some beef there, but I mean, this gotta be a huge game. Like this is a huge game for the 49ers. This is a huge game for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, 
You know, they beat the Lions. Doesn't really prove they're back yet. They got slaughtered. We still haven't forgot the slaughter they took against the Saints. So Aaron Rodgers is playing against a quality team this week, a playoff, an expected playoff team, a playoff defense, uh, a, a team that might be better overall. And so is Aaron Rodgers going to come to play? Like, is this going to be like the game we remember for the rest of the season where like this was the time Aaron Rodgers took off from there? I mean, this matchup is going to be like, you know, what, two years ago was the NFC championship uh, when the 49ers. So it's a rematch of the two years ago NFC championship. And we seen what happened the last time. You know, we saw what happened to Aaron Rodgers under that. They got blown out. So I think this is the second best game of the day. I'm glad it's the only game on at night. Like, I'm glad it's the only game on. You get to fully focus on this one. Uh, and I would take the Packers. I, I think the Packers win this game. I know uh, 49ers are – Kenneth will know better than me. I think on my like, three-and-a-half favorites. Uh, I would take the Packers outright, though. Um, this is just – I think it's huge. It's a lot bigger for Aaron Rodgers. And I think, like, the NFC West has been, I mean, as close to perfect as possible besides Seattle dropping one. I think it's about time like, the NFC West starts slowly taking some losses here and there. And uh, since the Rams will hold it down, I think the, the 49ers lose to the Packers. I think Aaron Rodgers has an amazing game. I think it'll be, like Mo said, the second best game of the day, a rematch of last year and an NFC championship where the Packers, you know, came through last year. But the big thing for me in this game is what happened in the NFC championship. Will the Packers be able to stop the run? I know the Niners don't have any running backs and their one running back they have is doubtful pretty much. So I don't know who's going to be playing. But uh, in the NFC championship, they ran for 285. Like they, they literally ran them off the field. And the Packers run defenses, it's okay, but it's not much better. So, will they be able to stop the run? But, like, the biggest thing for me is, I don't know, are the Packers really back? Because they looked bad in week one, but then they played against the Lions, and they struggled in the first half. Like, are the Packers really back? This week will say a lot. Like, I've always said, I don't really know these teams until about week four and week five, who they really are. But... You know, if Aaron Rodgers can get in the groove, which I think he will, I think he'll bounce back. Uh, with all those running backs being out, I don't think the 49ers will be able to establish a run game and they'll have to rely on Jimmy G to pass the ball more than he should, about 30, 35 times, particularly if they can't establish the run game. And the Packers' will, defense will finally step up and make a play or two. Because, you know, Jimmy G, he's a winner, but he will turn over the ball sometimes. He'll he'll give you a couple plays here and there. So I think, you know, Kevin King potentially or their rookie Eric Stokes makes a play here or there. And the Packers win by 10. But it'll be a close game because it's in Santa Clara. And, you know, that. but the crowds being back and stuff, that changes everything. Yeah, big time. Kenneth. Yeah, I mean, the Packers didn't look great against the Lions. Like, the first half, they were sluggish. The, the scoreline ultimately was because the Packers created some turnovers late against a bad Detroit team, and that's why it looks the way that it does. But – Let's also not forget Sam Fran hasn't exactly been world beaters. Like they played Detroit, they blew them out in the first half, but then almost gave away the game. And then they played the Eagles and they didn't look great against Philly either, especially on the offensive side. Defensively, they look fine. So I'm not too worried about them. I just think San Fran's going to win this game. They're at home. Um, I'm not sold on Green Bay. I need to see Rodgers actually do it against a quality team. Um, they haven't been using Aaron Jones a lot in the run game. A lot of the stuff he got on Monday night was in the passing game. So I want to see if they can actually establish the run themselves, not just rely on Rodgers to throw for 300 plus. Like 
actually have some balance to their offense, but I don't think they're going to have it. I think San Fran, even with like Trey Sermon at running back and a couple others, I think they're going to have enough there to win this game at home. I wouldn't take them to cover because at minus three for San Fran, that's that's steep for what this game could be. So I would just take money line straight up there. Yeah. JP, what you got? Um, the lion, uh, the lions face both of those teams and they both teams kind of struggle in the first half. Let's just remember that. Um, but, um, the one game of San Fran is kind of just limited. Um, starting running backs out, Trey Summon with the concussion, the, uh, Mitchell, um, I forgot what injury he had. They were questionable. Um, cup, the pack was not, not really technically back and all that. I still love the, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Jones combination. Um, and like Kenneth said, they need to establish the one game with Aaron Jones. Um, but it's going to be tough against the 49ers uh, defense, especially with the defensive line leading by uh, Nick Bosa. And um, But Aaron Rodgers definitely have to kill the secondary. The secondary is not that great um, on the 49ers side because, you know, they don't have Richard Sherman now. So, the Packers looking really healthy. I think they're going to win this game unless, you know, Jimmy G pulls off a crazy performance with Debo Samuel. But other than that, I mean, both teams won the same type of offense motion and, you know, both with the strong one game. Like I said, the 49ers winning game is not that great. So I will say the Packers is going to win this game. And um, like, like I said, the Packers ain't really technically bad. So I don't really count it as like, you know, Oh, they're gonna beat the 49ers, but the 49ers have limited like playoffs. Yeah, and yeah, I think this could be HD matchup. This could be a de facto divisional pre um game preview potentially. Um, as it's said. And also this is the I call it the, the Mike Shanahan bowl. Both of these guys were <laughs> under the tutelage of Mike Shanahan back in the day as a as a Washington football uh, team head coach. I digress, but um I think one of the biggest advantages, I think, in Green Bay's favor may be Aaron Aaron Jones. I think he might have yeah. a good game. You look yeah. at last week against uh, Philly last Philly last week, uh, their run defense was a was a little questionable. I think they gave up like five point two yards per carry yep. last week, yep. and I think that's going to be one of the factors. But I definitely think that uh, Aaron Rodgers and Nico prevail. I don't see them being two and one when we um, when we hit the month of, the, of October. I, I for some odd reason I don't see them at one and two. I think I also think Devontae Adams, whatever his oh, I don't know. I have to look, but whatever his over is on yards, like take it. Take whatever his yards is, take the over. Verrett is injured. Obviously, we know no Sherman, but I mean uh Verrett is injured. Who in the heck is gonna guard Devontae Adams at that point? And I mean, we know he's the toughest matchup for about anybody anyway, but I mean with Verrett being out for the season, like whatever. It, whatever his yard just said, I would take the over unless over. they they put Devontae Adams at like 105 and a half or something because I think he has a big game. He's been kind of quiet. He caught a touchdown. Uh, he played decent against Detroit, but he's actually yeah. been fairly quiet. Obviously, we yeah. know he didn't do anything against the Saints. That's another thing. Like, as amazing as he played last year, like, we're, we're talking about Aaron Jones and what he had four touchdowns, um, you know, in the yep. first game back home since his pops, yep. pops passed, but – Bro, like, Devontae Adams hasn't had his breakout, like, stamp what we saw from him last year game, and I think he will do it against San Francisco just because, bro, their secondary is beat up, and they don't have a single guy that could guard Devontae Adams. I think he takes advantage of that, and I think Tanya has a big day too. I think those two guys, I think the focus will be on Aaron Jones and make Aaron Rodgers beat you, which obviously is never like a 
settle and like, yeah, I got it because Aaron Rodgers could beat anybody if that, if that's their game plan. But I just think Aaron Jones will be a little bit limited. I think they'll be able to contain him a little bit. And I think Devontae Adams and Tanya have a huge day. And that's the point of Devontae Adams. Thank you for mentioning Devontae Adams. You know, you he wants to be out of Green Bay and stuff. You better prove yourself against the 49ers struggling secondary. He got to prove himself. If he wants out, he got to prove himself with the other teams. So I'm glad you uh, mentioned Devontae Adams. I forgot about Devontae Adams. I mean, Adams getting big money. I don't care where he go. Like, Adams, yeah, once he leave Green Bay, he getting whatever for wherever. Anybody, he going to have teams lined up to sign him. Like, even if he has a bad season, like, for Devontae Adams, he going to get going and, and teams going to line up for him anyway. But, yeah, I think just they, they've started off the last dance kind of week. So, yeah. let's see if they can get it going. I think against the 49ers would be perfect to, like, be the stamp on your season. Like that said, I mean – about week four, week five is where you really – that's when the real season really starts. But yep. to be able to have some type of win like this against the 49ers to get it going a week early would, would be really good for Aaron Rodgers. Amen. Yeah. yeah. So before we get into Eagles versus Cowboys, the Monday Night Affair, we got to bring another fellow NFC East guy, Prez. What's going oh, on, Prez? Yo, yo, yo. What's <laughs> going on, everybody? NFC East in the building. Let's go. Yeah. I, I'm I'm sorry I'm late to the party. Um, the tow truck company lost my car, so I had to deal with that. Like, Jesus I Christ! Was, I was ready to hop on. I was excited, and then they told me, "Yo, your car's not here at the shop." And I was like, "What are you talking about?" I put, and I'm like, "Did I put the wrong address?" And I'm like, "No, I put the right one." They're like, "Oh, we can't find your car." Oh. And I'm like, "Hold up, hold up a second. Like, and then oh no. We find it. We, we figured it out. They was in the wrong lot. They put it oh, in the man. next lot. They put it in the next lot. So I was stressing, uh, like, yo, y'all lost my car. Like, you know, right. what's going on? But everything's resolved. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so everything good. Right. So they found my car, and uh, I'm, I'm ready to talk some football. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. So we got the Monday Night Football Affair. We have the Philadelphia Eagles versus the Arlington football team, a.k.a. Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Um, so I'm going to go with you first, Mo. I'm going to go with you first, Mo. Your thoughts on this matchup? Uh, I Dallas, I think all the pressure is on Dallas. If you want me to be honest, I think in this game, all the pressure is on Dallas. Uh, we've seen Philly. We've seen two sides of Philly. Like, we've seen, like, oh, my God, are they, could they really be good? And then we've seen, like, last week, like, them come down to earth. We saw Jalen Hurts come down to earth. Yep. Everything's on Dallas. Amari Cooper is supposed to be playing. Uh, you know, they took the injury designation off of him. So so I know he's got some banged up ribs. Um, obviously, we're still missing Michael Gallup. But there's, there's a lot. I mean, our run game looked amazing last week with the, you know, Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott. Yep. But but the Eagles have a Eagles have a strong run defense. Uh, you yep. don't just run all over the Eagles. They play sound defense. Um, so but like I said, I think all the pressures on the Cowboys. They have the most talented roster in the division. I think they have high hopes of winning the division. Probably right now through it's only two games, so I mean, really everybody fairly close except the Giants. But um, you know, I would say that the Cowboys look like the lead favorites uh, to win the division right now, and it'll be a close race. I mean, Washington has some promise there too. Um, really, they stole a game. You know, they, they Washington should be zero two. They stole a game, but you know, uh, I, I think Dallas has a lot to prove. I think it's on Dak. Dak had a strong first game, mediocre, you know, manageable second game. So and I and I think a lot of pressure is on Zeke. I think we're waiting to see what Zeke does. Uh, if Philly loses this game, if Jalen Hurts plays bad, does anybody care? 
Like, does any is that what anybody talks about on Tuesday Tuesday morning? Is that the Eagles lost to the Cowboys on a Monday night game and Jalen Hurts didn't look great? No, they don't. But if Dak plays bad and the offense doesn't look like it's going, and Jalen Hurts shreds shreds the the defense, like oh my God, the Cowboys are absolutely horrible. They're making all the headlines. So it's no. Pre- I'm just saying, it's no pressure on Philly. And I think Dallas, if they want to be taken serious, you have to win these games first. Like you beat the Chargers, who are a projected playoff team and a really good quarterback, and you have to win the games that you're supposed to win. So we have to beat Philly if we want to win the division. You have to beat not only a division opponent, but a game you're supposed to win. And I'm taking Dallas um, with to cover. What is it, three and a half? I'm taking Dallas to cover. I think Dak throws for about three touchdowns. I say about 275. Three touchdowns. I think, you know, we get the run game going a little bit. And, yeah, I mean, I think we we pretty much – I mean, I think we roll through and just dominate Philly. And y'all have to watch it because it's Monday night and it's just the Eagles versus Cowboys. So y'all have to watch this game and love it. There's no other game to turn on to. So just watch what the Cowboys are going to do to the Eagles. Oh, God. And what thing we not going to do? You ain't going to talk about me and Prez like that. <laughs> and your dad yeah. trap. We, we stick to the <laughs> – this man, I'm just saying. This man obliterated both of us. Hey. Washington has a win because somebody. Washington has a win because they played in a game where somebody had to win. That's why Washington has a win on their schedule right now because they played a game that somebody has to win. That's well, no, why they have a win. They could have tied and they tried to do it. They, they almost it. tied. Hey, like, they really tried. <laughs> no. well, hey, we go. Hey, it's week two, so I mean week three. So we're we got eleven. We got some rest. We gonna be. We take care of this tomorrow, but we'll we'll talk about that later on. Dad, what you got? <laughs> like Mo said, I think the pressure is all on Dallas. Nobody thinks Philly's gonna do anything this season. This in that division, honestly, is Dallas or the Washington Football Team potentially. But uh, I think the biggest thing is can the Eagles stop the Cowboys' offense? They showed that they have a nice balanced attack, running the ball and passing the ball with two potential number one receivers and two good running backs they both ran for 100 yards so like if if the eagles can't stop the run i think the cowboys run away with this game in a way their run defense already isn't that good and the uh you know can the eagles get off the field on third down they struggled to do that and uh last week at times versus san francisco and with dallas's offense with that balance attack you know they can chew up clock with those long drives so if they can't get off the field and they can't stop stop the offense i think it's going to be a long day because you know People overreacted to that week one performance, like uh, Mo said, versus the Falcons. It's the Falcons. They didn't get better on defense, and they had the worst no. defense in the league last no. year. So, uh, no. And then, you know, next week they came back down to earth, like you said, as well. Yeah, so I, I think the way the Cowboys defense is playing, they're not much improved. They're improved. They're making timely turnovers. I don't think they're that much better. But Dan Quinn has those boys playing with, you know, a lot more energy, and I think they'll cause Hurts to have a few turnovers. He hasn't thrown a pick yet, but I think he'll throw a pick this week. And I have the Cowboys winning by – uh, 10. I'm going to go 31-21. I just want to say something real quick. I agree with you what you said about the defense, like, but they are that much better than their defense last year. They're just not a great defense in the NFL still, but they 10 times better than what the heck we watched defensively from Dallas last year. We just were historically bad, but I agree with you, though. It's still not the greatest defense in the world. Would you put them, like, middle of the pack, like 15? 16? Yeah, I'd say middle of the pack, 15 to 20. Like somewhere in there, I mean, you could probably argue it, but I think middle of the pack, they could get the job done if we need it. But if we're depending on our defense to win games, we're not winning games. Like, I think is that I think that's simple. Hey, but they're causing turnovers this year, so right. that's all you can ask for. 
Man, uh, can, we, can, we, can we root for a tie? You know, I, uh, bro, I said the same thing on my show last week. A, yeah, a, a three-three tie would be perfect. You know, uh, but um, obviously, you know, Cowboys and, and uh, the Eagles. Obviously, you know, they look good against Atlanta. But you know, as we've seen, everyone's gonna look good against Atlanta. I mean, I'm hoping the Giants look good against Atlanta. If they don't, then we we in serious trouble. If they don't, but. Um, but Demarcus Lawrence is out of the def. I think there's going to be a little. This might be a shootout. Uh, I think this might be a shootout. Both defenses are, are kind of suspect right now. Um, I think Hurts, you know, going against that secondary. I think he's going to do some work. They got Rager looks good. You know, uh, uh, Devontae looks good. They got some weapons out there. You know, Dallas Goddard. You know, kind of taking over that tight end one role in, in Philly. You know, uh, and Hurts as a backup tight end is, is still solid. So they got some weapons. Uh, I think this might be a little. This this, this could be a shootout and. Um, or, or it could be a three-three tie, uh, and uh, both teams, uh, you know, we get that. That would be great. But now, nah, um, the line is three and a half. I think uh, if I had to predict a score, I'm gonna go Eagles twenty-one. No, Eagles twenty-seven. Uh, Cowboys twenty-four. Uh, twenty. 23. Let's go. Let's go a little different. Okay. They cover. They just cover. They just cover. And I think the Eagles. Um, uh, you know, and it's crazy with Dallas, like. We talk about like the hot topic's been Ezekiel Elliott, right? And how he's looked. Just watching the game, if you just watch it, Tony Pollard looks, he looks good, man. Like he looks, he looks explosive. He looks like the more explosive back. And we've been, everyone's been waiting, like even in fantasy world, right? Everyone got Tony Pollard just waiting to, you know, to, for, for him to explode. I know how I got him on my bench, but. He looks more explosive. And I just don't know how long, you know, the Zeke stuff. I mean, he's averaging less than four yards to carry. He just don't look like the same Zeke. So I wonder if we're going to see more Tony Pollard, you know, in this game. And uh, he just looks like the better back right now. And he's cost a lot. <laughs> he's a lot cheaper than than uh, Zeke is right now. But uh, I think I think the Eagles are uh, – I think they'll take care of business. I think Demarcus Lawrence being out is huge, you know. Uh, so uh, I, I yeah, think – Michael uh, Parsons, baby. The Terminator, yeah. baby. You, you guys, the Cowboys have so many guys that – uh, overpaid that shouldn't be playing. Like you got a Jalen Smith is a backup and he's making what? <laughs> he's making fifteen million dollars a year. Being he a looked good player. last week. He looked good last week. Hey, I want to say though, it was it just came out. Keanu Neal and Bradley and they will not be playing Monday night. They both oh, tested so. positive for COVID, so I don't know if that changes anybody's mind. It doesn't change. Eagles by ten. Eagles by ten. Kenneth, what you got? I mean, I'll tell you one thing: if Dallas loses this game. Mo and I are going to be like Prez's car. We're going into witness protection <laughs> after this game. Um, yeah. We, we, we have to win this game. Like, you're at home. You're playing Philly, who's supposed to be a bad team this year. Didn't look great on offense against San Fran. Obviously, as we said, everyone's going to look good against Atlanta. Everyone's going to look like Super Bowl contenders against Atlanta. <laughs> um, but, Correct. I mean, Dallas, Dak didn't play great last week. Let's be clear, like he, he didn't look phenomenal, but he's he's historically played pretty well against the Eagles. The Eagles, I don't think, are a great defensive team. I think Dallas is going to win and cover. Obviously, I'm biased on that, but I just don't think Philly has enough. 51 and a half for the point line even seems a bit steep for me because I don't know if I don't know if the Eagles are going to score 20 points. And it's not because Dallas is that good defensively. I just don't think that the Eagles have that many weapons like I think Devonta Smith's fine Goddard's fine but like 
they don't have like a DeAndre Hopkins on that offense. Like they don't have like a, a true like number one guy on that offense. It's just a bunch of like pretty good guys. So I would take Dallas to win and cover. Um, I would also take the under on the game. I think it'll be like 28-17. JP, what you got? Yeah, I got the Cowboys winning against the Eagles by like 10 points. Um, might be a good, might be a pretty good shootout. Um, both defenses are really bad. Um, we don't know which Philly we're going to get. We might get the overhyped game one Philadelphia Eagles, or we might get the humble down to of Philadelphia Eagles um, from week two. Just really just depends on which one shows up. Um, I feel like, you know, Dallas secondary is kind of weak. The pressure's on the defense, losing Demarcus Lawrence. And then putting in Parsons, which is pretty good. You're getting Randy Gregory back from the COVID licks, hopefully. Um, but, you know, Justin Hobart threw for 338 yards last week, but, you know, still lost though, but still threw for over 300 yards. So, General Hooks could possibly could have that chance if he shows up Sunday and gives it to Devontae Smith or whoever on the offensive, uh, on the offensive end. But I feel like the balancing attack of, you know, with Dak and Zeke and Pollard and, you know, getting Amari Cooper back, I mean, it's too much for the Eagles defense to handle. So, I got Cowboys winning by 10 points. Bro, if Jalen Hurts throw for 330-some yards on Dallas defense, our season is over in the first place. It's going to happen. If that happens, like, our season is over in the first place. I'll take the over. I'll take the over. Unless he's slinging the ball and we and he's throwing, like, four picks, then, bro, if I, I don't think Jalen Hurts – I don't really think there's a defense that I would project Jalen Hurts to throw for three over 330 – Bro, that's a lot. For Jalen Hurts, like, that's a lot. He runs – he does a lot of plays with his legs in the first place. I mean, that means he'd hit a, a couple home runs. If he does that, bro, I, there's not much hope for the season in the first place, to be honest. Yeah. And the yeah. worst thing about it, I've seen something on the bets that the Eagles might win. Um, They were, like, the favorites. And I'm like, well, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Bro. I don't want to see Mo sad, but with the Cowboys, <laughs> yes, I will want to see yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good one. Like you said, it's it's all 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 sides point out to Dallas. I think you just look at like even the performance last week. Uh, they got it done. A quality opponent against the uh, say San Diego shoot the Chargers. Um, they forced the turnovers. That's the thing about, and that's the thing where you really like that was saying. It's a bend it but don't break defense. But if you win that turnover battle, that's what you need. And I think. This defense can, can um, definitely uh, create some turnovers, definitely against a Jalen Hurts, which the verdict is still out. I know we talked about him in week one, obviously against um, against um, Atlanta. Um, everybody's been looking good against Atlanta, unfortunately, to the, you know. Yeah. But uh, all sides are going. And then also Philly loses Brandon Graham, and I think that's huge for them because you, you look at that team is already kind of devoid of what we call like star power, leadership, or what have you. You lose him to a season in injury last week and it's like okay what's next for them but all sides point to yeah. Yeah. he was Achilles right it was an yeah. Achilles, yeah. Achilles 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 and yeah and then everything all sides point to I think what Jerry Jones be honored um not Jerry Jones but um Jimmy Johnson um he's with Ring of Honor right um game I think my memory serves correct so a lot of it's gonna be um oh, they're, home, they're home this week I think it's in Dallas right yes yeah, Dallas yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying oh. yeah Jimmy Johnson, used, <laughs> yeah, Jimmy Johnson. Oh, I'm I, I thought they were doing this for the, the <laughs> Jimmy Johnson play for Philadelphia. No, <laughs> no. <Yes. laughs> 
No, I'm talking about the coordinator. Uh, okay, yeah, but I put, I put, no, you talking about, oh, you talking about Jim. Johnson. Oh, I'm tripping. I'm, I'm sorry, bro. No, Jimmy good, Johnson. Was good, a coach. I'm good. talking about the guy that passed away. What was his name? Yeah, you know. yeah, that was. Um, I just, I, I, I know you talking about. I know you talking about. You just killed off Jimmy Johnson. No, killed off Jimmy Johnson. Hey, Michael Slayer wants his own show. Like yeah. Jesus, bro. Like, <laughs> that didn't act, hey, didn't act, nah, Jimmy you gone. Kill off a hurricane's no, legend, um, man. But yeah, so that's a lot of emotion with that as well. So like, I look at those type of situations, those trappings, and it's it all signs point to the team and offenses. Um, they they take care of business. I, I I do want to be petty today and have and be a tie, but I don't do that. I don't want to do that. That's just that make that would make any sense to have this game as tied, but. But yeah, <laughs> no couch, 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 couch. Yeah, wouldn't that be like, like beautiful it's to see that? A like dream, a, like a, a two-two dream. tie, like, like you oh know, my, two, it would, and then like that. The Cowboys are like the twenty-yard line. It's like a chip shot field goal, three seconds left, and then they just shank it. That, wouldn't that be like the most beautiful thing in the world? Like that would just be that would be a great. You know, I'll take a two-two tie, and then I'd be, I know Mo would be upset, but. Mo, you got Ohio State. You got, you know, you know, there's nothing better than seeing the Cowboys in disarray. And if that happens. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and, and you know what's so funny about that? If that happens, in theory, and it'll show you kind of how bad the division is, even if Washington was to lose, and if, if, if Washington was to lose, they'd be one and two. They would still be in lead the division. <laughs> The, gi- the Giants still be in the 0 3, so we still got a shot. We were 1 7. We were 1 7 last year and still had a chance at the division, you know. So, problem is, like, yeah. you know what? Let's go for the time. But, yeah. So, fellas, <laughs> all right. So, which uh, week three matchup are you looking forward to watching? I'm going to go with you first, uh, JP. What you got? Uh, the Seahawks versus the Vikings. I feel like that's going to be a really good game. Um, you know, Seahawks coming off with that overtime loss against the Titans. The Vikings looking really competitive the first two games, but we still lost those games. Um, I feel like it's going to be a shootout between Russell Wilson and Kirk Cousins as they both threw over 240 yards so far in each of the games of the season. Um, depends on which running back's going to show up. Is it going to be Chris Carson or is it going to be Devin Cook? Um, the defense is going to come down to like which defense is going to be more aggressive between the Seahawks defense and the Vikings defense. I feel like it's going to be a really good game. I feel like the Vikings will probably get the first win, but it's going to be like a close score. But Russell Wilson, you never want to count him out and that offense. So they might come back and serve us up with an 0 and 3. So it really depends. But I feel like this matchup would be really good to watch. All right. what you got? I feel like JP just named Kirk Cousins' autobiography there. We looked really competitive, <laughs> but still lost. That's a working title. He's the ultimate like, stats guy, right? You, you, Kirk Cousins, you know, all stats. J, JP, I, I would get that in writing first before, you know, Kirk eventually steals it from you. Um, <laughs> I'm excited to watch future NFL MVP Kyler Murray this weekend when he's taking on Jacksonville because we all know what's happening. Kyler Murray for MVP this year. Been saying it all year. Got to talk about him every single CU Sunday. Uh, the Jags, I mean, we know that they're bad. I would just like to see Lawrence actually show that he is somewhat of a number one pick because let's be clear, Arizona's defense is nothing special. I mean, Kirk Cousins absolutely torched them last week so i want to see if lawrence can be somewhat competitive in a game like this 
you know, Kyler's going to do his thing. He's just going to raise his MVP stock some more. But I want to see if Jacksonville can keep this game somewhat close. So I'm just excited to watch those two, two former number one picks. That's good you know, that, that is in the room. You know that, right? Yeah, I know. I agree with him. Okay. I don't understand. Yeah. Why. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't see him disagree at any point. Like, yeah, yeah, that sounds right. Prez, <laughs> Prez, what you got this week? What you like? Oh, okay. So I'm I'm all in on on the the Buccaneers versus the Rams. That's that's gonna be. You got a top tier defense in the Rams going against Tom Brady, Lego El Goat, the, the greatest of all time. You know, still going at it. Going to be 50 years old and still playing at a high level. So, but that that matchup, you know, obviously Aaron Donald and company, Jalen Ramsey going against, you know, I know there's no AB, but you know him going against Evans, he, you know, he's he's good against guys like that, you know, receivers, you know, big receivers and all that. I knew Dad, you talked about that yesterday on uh, with Jelani, you were talking about that matchup, how he's good against bigger receivers and all that. So that's going to be a, a fun matchup to see him going against Godwin and Gronk and all that. You know, he likes to travel and, and go against all those guys. So that's going to be, to me, that's that's going to be a fun matchup because it's going to show, you know, Tampa Bay kind of took Atlanta a little lightly last week, and then they they, they found, all right, let, let, we put it on them late. But um, to see that, you know, going against a, a legit defense, Aaron Donald company, that's that's going to be a fun matchup. And then obviously we know they're getting ready for next week's big matchup. So see how they, you know, Tom Brady and company gets those guys going and, you uh, you know, get the run game going. Oh, the run game's really cons- inconsistent with them. You know, uh, um, so they got to figure that out. But uh, I'm looking forward to that matchup. That's going to be a good one. Yeah. T Law. Uh, I got two games. JP named the first one. Seahawks and Vikings is going to be a good game. I think the Vikings are going to get their first dub of the season. And the second game I have is the Chargers and the Chiefs. Uh, they split they split one and one last year. I know the Chiefs didn't play their starters in the week 17 game last year, but that week two game when Herbert had his first appearance was a pretty good game. So, you know, they always go back and forth going back to Mahomes' first season. They beat them. Uh, I just I think they're going to show up. And this is a matchup of two high level quarterbacks, in my opinion, with some uh, quality weapons. So I'm just looking forward to a shootout. I could see this being, and you know, the Chiefs defense isn't very good at all. Nah. The Chargers defense is good, but they're not going to stop. They can't stop the Chiefs from putting up points. So, you know, I can see this being a shootout, and I'm going with the Chiefs 38-35, but I'm going to be tuned in for this game because I could see something, not a 1,000 yards combined, but something crazy like high 800s, low 900s total yards. So, And one more thing about that. I think Justin Hubbard probably might end up breaking a record uh, Sunday of having, like, passing, like, 300-plus yards in, of his first two seasons in NFL history with, uh, with the likes of Dan Marino. Just to clarify that. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Mo, what you got? Um, There's two games I'm looking at. One is just a – I'm rooting for him. I want to watch the Bears and Browns. As Justin Fields making his first start. Gives a quality defense. You know, is he going to look good? Is he going to look bad? You know, just kind of – I just want to see, you know, I'm rooting for Justin Fields. Uh, and then the other one, believe it or not, Dolphins and Raiders. I think that one – I think there is a bunch of storylines in that matchup, but we're not talking about them because the Raiders ain't sexy to talk about. It's not se- – Derek Carr isn't, you know, hey, he's really good. He's starting to get his flowers, but that's about it. We expect the Raiders to collapse. Tell me, though, if the, the biggest storyline – Bro, if Jacoby Brissett looks really good and looks really competent and they win that game, like, Tua is in trouble. 
And not only is Tua in trouble as the starting quarterback for Miami, Tua is in trouble for the rest of his career. Like, you're looking at the, the beginning of the end of like, okay, he's going to have to do a Sam Darnold and maybe bounce back somewhere. But the thing is, you never even really saw the talent with Tua. Like, you saw it with Sam Darnold that it was the talent and pretty much anybody who's rooting for him at all in Carolina was just like, bro, I think he's talented. He's just in a Jets uniform and nobody, you know, you go there to die as far as your career. But I think if I think Jacoby Brissett is a good quarterback. Like, I mean, average, right below average. But I think he's good enough to get the job done. I think their offense still runs the same just like Tua. And with the Raiders being so hot, and the Dolphins having struggled offensively last week against the Bills. If the Dolphins are able to look good offensively and win this game, one, I think it would slow down all the talk about the Raiders winning two quality. They got two quality wins early, uh, one. But two, like I think from there, like I think Tua would be in trouble. I think it's time in Miami would be like I, I think that'd be you know a first round, you know a, a first class flight to Houston. Like I think at that point, like it really speeds up. And I think it's a possibility that, hey, we'll rock with Jacoby Brissett when Deshaun Watson is is available for trade and, and we really feel comfortable trading for him because, you know, we keep hearing that that they're kind of all in. They want Deshaun in Miami. So I think it, when they feel comfortable about trading for him, like I think Tua and some draft and a lot of draft picks and draft capital is going to Houston and maybe he just ends up being, you know, a, a halfway decent quarterback on a bad organization uh, for the next few years. But I do think like I think there's pressure on Tua and he's not even playing. Like, I think that there's some pressure on Tua, and he's not playing. And you don't see that very often, especially at the quarterback position. But I think that game has a bunch of storylines, but it's not going to get the love. But it, it will come Monday, depending on what happens with that game. Yeah, like you said, um, Tua actually going to Houston, he might be, um, you know, you know, potentially with Davis Mills, the next be- – the next – the next – Best thing, potentially. <laughs> <I'll> <laughs> the neck. He's yeah. up next. He's up next. So yeah, he's um, up next. <laughs> yeah. So obviously, the game that I'm watching, obviously, um, Captain obviously, Buffalo. Uh, thank you, Mo. <laughs> yeah, but um, but it's a lot of yeah, yeah. I'm obviously tonight. That's um, actually a good game, though. Like I'm looking yeah. forward to watching that one too, though. That really is a good. I expect that to be a great game, by the way. That, that was probably my second or yeah. third game I'll be looking yeah. forward to. That's that's gonna be a good matchup. Yeah, it's gonna be good. And I, and I, yeah, I look at watch Washington. That's sickening. Okay, Kendall. <laughs> I got Terry McLaurin <laughs> in one of my fantasy leagues, right? Hey, you are a Buckeye, so that's that's understandable. Yeah, that you, too. You good with that? You good with that? Rather watch but, paint uh, dry. <laughs> well, I'll probably be doing some underwater basket weaving during your game on. Too shaking it. Um, yeah, I just look at it from just a historical standpoint. Um, obviously, um, this is our our plus one game. Our, "Quote unquote," our seventeenth um, game uh, with the Buffalo Bills. Um, actually, uh, it's a rematch Super Bowl twenty six. Um, many of you young men were not born at during that time in nineteen ninety two when we played them in the Super Bowl. And the last time that we actually won at Buffalo, I, I think most of you guys were not born. So it was, was um, November first, nineteen eighty seven, was the last time that we won in uh, Buff uh, in Buffalo. Um, definitely going to be interesting. I think um, it's going to be, you know, what's going, what Josh Allen's going to do, especially with his defense. Um, Washington just—it's been the bend but don't break defense, but it's been fractured. 
That's a lot of things that's been going on as far as a lot of wide teams have been eating. A lot of, you know, running backs have been eating on our defense. Um, but I think uh, watch out for Darrell Williams and, and Deion Dawkins. You guys going to have – you guys got to have a, a large task on that offensive line handling Chase Young and Montez Sweat. So I hope those guys pack their lunch because um, we definitely packing our lunch and we got a cold pack of Hanneken in the fridge. And we come up, uh, <laughs> we're coming up to, 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 North, to Western New York with a, with a W. Y'all y- eating your lunch, not eating a W, though. Just, just real quick though, real quick. Is there not some? Is there not some pressure on Josh Allen in this game? Yeah. Like, is there? Is, yeah. is he? He's yeah, not yeah. like I would. I think so. I mean, the way I look at quarterbacks and and all that, like I think there has to be pressure playing against a quality defense. Just got paid almost three hundred million dollars. Hasn't looked worth the money yet. Like, does he look like he's worth the money against Washington, or does he go one and two and we start like, oh my god, like their offense is not as great last year. Diggs hasn't looked the greatest, but obviously, like he's done what he could do with the way Josh Allen is playing. But Josh Allen doesn't work, look worth the money, in my opinion. I've said this all week. Uh, said this is last week, but like he could make a stamp on all that and end all that noise. Playing great against a quality defense in Washington, so I, I feel like there's some pressure on Josh Allen here. That's just me personally. Like I am putting pressure on Josh Allen that I need to see him play great. And you know what's funny? Because like you said, boy, to your point, what if Buffalo falls zero two at home? Like you think mm. like there's there's a there's gonna be a lot of tension going on yep. if, if that happens like you say it's yeah like you say he's a 300 quarter 300 million dollar quarterback and you know you can't go only two in a month of september at home especially mm-hmm. you know even though it's early in the season but that could be you know something mm-hmm. that you know could potentially balloon into something bigger than than what we see you know this week but yeah it's it's very very interesting so fellas Let's do our pick six. So we're gonna pick some games. Uh, we'll pick six matchups this week. I'm gonna go around the horn with you fellas. So JP, we got the Chicago Bears going to Cleveland in the dog pound. What you got, JP? I got the Browns winning the game. Justin Fields might make a couple mistakes against a really tough Browns defense with Clowney and um, Garrett. And then you got Denzel Ward in the cornerback position. Um, The thing that's going to be interesting is that Jarvis Landry is going to be out. OBJ is questionable. But the one game of Chubb and Hunt and Baker to have a manageable game, I still think the Browns is going to take the victory. Yeah. Kenneth? Uh, I think Cleveland's going to win the game. Although I do think that Chicago's actually going to cover this game. A full touchdown is pretty big in the NFL. And I think Fields got the jitters out last week. I think he's going to bounce back. He's going to play pretty well against this defense. Like, he's not going to play well enough to win. But I think you'll see Cleveland. They're up by 10 late. He'll score a late touchdown to make it close and cover. But, yeah, I would take Cleveland to win outright. Chris, what you got? Um, what was the matchup again? I totally blacked out. <laughs> Bears versus Browns. Oh, <laughs> uh, the Browns. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right. Justin Fields is going to have a tough day. You know, uh, he, he's going to struggle a bit. So uh, I think the Browns are just going to run run the ball heavy. You know, uh, obviously, you know, OBJ coming back, you know, possibly, you know, is big. And obviously they lost Jarvis. But I think the heavy dose of that run game. So uh, I, got, I got the Browns winning this one. Okay. T-Law, what you got? Uh, like like Prez said, long day for Justin Fields. First start. I know he got his jitters out, but I think the Browns defense. I know on paper they look good. They'll start to they'll start to play. You know, better. 
they have a lot of talent and I, you know, they're just going to I feel like they're getting used to playing with each other each Sunday. So they're only going to get better and better because it's a lot of new places on that defense. So yep. I say Browns by 10 and yeah, it feels long, long, long day, long, long day. Yep. Do I, do I smell a lone, lone wolf potentially, Mo? Yes, I see the face since the beginning. You dang right. I'm going with yes. the Bears. I'm back in my guy, Justin Fields. Oh. I don't care. If it make me look bad, it make me look bad. I want to see Justin Fields' first start end in a W. Yes, I want to see it. Uh, Mac Jones is what? The first rookie quarterback that's gotten a W. The only one so far. Oh, that that gets you mad so much, right? Because you hate Mac I, Jones. So, if you Mac Jones. that game, you will probably like, oh, why he like, that 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 Mac. first rookie? Solo cup. Why did he have to play the Jets first? Right now. Yeah, like I was like, why did he have to play the Jets first? But uh, I think, I, I, like, like Dad said, I think if there was a game and I'm Justin Fields and I want to play against the Browns defense – this would be the game because their defense is still a lot of new faces. They're still trying to figure everything out. This Browns defense has not been the greatest so far, but they, they're they're by week 15 to go, going into the playoffs, like this defense is going to be amazing. So I think maybe Fields will actually be able to take advantage of this new defense. Uh, and I'm not saying he has an amazing game. I'm not saying he looks like the best rookie. The Bears are not a bad team. Like when you look at take quarterback situation away, they have some playmakers at most positions. Like, they, they got a, a decent running back. You know, David Montgomery's a, a decent, good running back. Uh, Allen Robinson, a very underrated wide receiver. You know, uh, Cole Komet, decent tight end. Uh, their offensive line is atrocious. That's the one spot they're hurting at, which could be why it could be a long day for Justin Fields. But I think the Bears could win this game. Uh, I think the Bears would even have a shot of winning this game with Andy Dalton. But I'm just more all in on being the lone wolf. I wouldn't pick them if they had Andy Dalton, but I would say they'd have a shot. But I'm going to be, I'm gonna be the lone wolf, and I'm going and I'm backing my guy Justin Fields. Uh, I take the Bears if we're putting a score on it. I take the Bears 21 to 17 because also Baker sucks. So like he ain't like Baker sucks on top of that. So like he's gonna throw for like 280 yards and one interception again. So yeah. Like, they don't score a lot of points. Like, Nick Chubb gets you, like, two touchdowns. But, yeah, Baker's trash. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not forget yeah. Cleveland Super in the Super Bowl. Yeah, give me the Browns. Yeah. Did I, I pick the Browns to go to the Super Bowl? Like, did I did I rock with the Rams and the Browns? Over the Chiefs? No. No, I didn't. Oh, yeah. I said yeah. 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 the Browns in the AFC. No, that was Walker. That was Payne. On the on I did on Kenneth's show, I said I went against everything of going to Bucks and Chiefs. And I said, like, I'm gonna take them out and I went to Rams and Browns. I did I did say that. Like I'm taking the Bucks and Chiefs out. And then for the off the ball network, yeah, I was like, it's not a sellout. It was just like, bro, I could name the obvious to say Bucks and Chiefs, but like that's what we all gonna do. Cleveland wagon sellout. I just I don't like I, I hate I realized how much I hate Baker recently. So like that I've really realized how much I think Steven got into you with that. I think Steven got into you with the with the Baker hate. Yeah, I hate Baker. You're, you're like, Steven's coming out. Yeah. yeah. So JP, we got the Washington football team uh first the Buffalo Bills. What you got? Oh, uh, man, that's actually going to be a really good game. I'm actually looking forward to, um, you know, Tyler Henneke, um played really well last week. Um, it's going to probably going to be tough, you know, against the Bills defense. But, um, you know, Josh Allen, if he keeps with the struggles and everything. Um, but I still say the Bills probably going to take this. But it's probably going to be a close score, though. But hopefully Josh Allen plays like he's a top 10 player in the NFL, like they said, in the NFL top 100. Um, hopefully he comes out and plays and Stephon Diggs plays really well. So I'm going to say the Bills. 
Kenneth. Cold day in hell before I take Washington. Buffalo by two <laughs> touchdowns. I like that, Kenneth. <laughs> <laughs> you got to respect it. At least, at least I'm not a seller. Exactly. 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 I love that. And you know what? We are West New York. It's, it's, it's just as cold as it can be as cold as Alabama, too, Kenneth. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, Brad, what you care? I mean, Kenneth got right to the point. Yeah, I mean, straight to it. Hey, I love it. You know what? I don't know if I can match that energy because he already he already came with the hot fire. But uh, I'm going with I'm going with my team. Uh, well, not my team, but the team I picked to go to Super Bowl. Uh, I know they're looking shaky right now, but I can't root for them. I can't root for Washington to win. So you know, Buffalo by three touchdowns. Appreciate you. Jesus Christ. T Law, what you got? Yeah, I'm I'm rolling with them. I'm sorry about that, coach. Yeah. I've been going. <laughs> I, no, I like I like oh, you. Dad, nice. don't apologize. Just say no, I ain't rocking with you. Yeah. Do we apologize when we do the Dallas? No. We want Dallas to lose. <laughs> That's true. Apologize. Like, hey, the Washington Heineken's are losing by two scores. It's fine. Like, no, I wouldn't say that. The only reason I'm apologizing because uh, Heineke's from my area, so I'm pulling for him to play well. Oh, but right. they're going that's to they're, they're gonna lose. They're gonna lose. He's not going up to Buffalo in that environment. Yeah, and pulling it off. Hopefully, I'm pulling for him to do it, but I don't see that happening. And y'all defense, you know, hopefully they can get some pressure because on paper, you know, they have a lot of first rounders. They're quality players, but this season through two games, they haven't played up to par. So I got Buffalo, 31-14. Ooh. Ooh, ooh. Okay. Man, Cal, Cal's yeah. quit. Wow. I think Cal's might log appreciate off right it. now. Appreciate <laughs> yeah, appreciate he said appreciate it. Bullet to ball material. Cal's gonna put it on. Yeah. Hey, so this. he said that. Okay, let's I see. Let's look at it. So I'm rocking with you, Couch Coach. I'm oh sorry. No, I'm, going, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Look, look. Thank I'm God gonna tell you. Heading up this meeting, I would have put him in the goddamn waiting room. <laughs> but look, I'm gonna tell you why, bro. I'm just. I don't like Josh Allen. Like, and what I don't well, like. Mo, Mo, Hey, what I don't like is the simple fact, like, I don't like that certain players can go scrutinized and, you know, now the whole NFL to figured out Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson is a running back. And Josh <laughs> Allen has played bad through two games and he just got paid $240 million, And we're sitting here talking about Lamar Jackson. Like, people are talking about Lamar Jackson being a running back don't, who can throw the ball in the, the NFL and figure out Patrick Mahomes. But we let – and they're talking about Tua and how bad he is. But we don't let Josh Allen just fly right up under the radar of being able to play bad, I, I, bro. I want I want Josh Allen. I want it to be national news that Josh Allen people killed Dak before he even played a game about his contract. I want it to be national news that the Bills are one and two. Josh Allen has not played great up to this point, and was he worth the contract? Like I want to see that more than anything. Like that is kind of what I want to see from this weekend. I want to wake up. I want on overreaction Monday prior to the Monday night matchup. I want to be able to just kill Baker Mayfield and Josh Allen. I want to be able to just Baker will never be worth half the money that the Cleveland Browns are going to give him. And I want to be able to put it on notice that I've jumped ahead of this on Josh Allen is not as great as everybody thought. One great season. He got paid all this money and Buffalo's going to regret it and 
three weeks. That's the type of thing I want to see. So I'm, I'm rocking with Washington getting that job done. Not the season, not the season, not two years. He said three weeks they're going to regret it. If, Josh, if, if the Bills lose and Josh Allen looks bad again, bro, overreaction Monday is going crazy. If the Browns and Bills lose – and, and Baker and Josh Allen look bad, bro. Overreaction Monday is going crazy, bro. I promise. My, my bookie betting lines, Bills to win by 13 to 18 is plus 470, and I'm throwing 20 bucks on it. There you go. Me too. I'm throwing 40. Boom. Done. I'm throwing 40. And then I'm coming in next week with all the money and throwing it at Mo. Watch watch Josh Allen have like a tear. He's going to have 15 touchdowns in these next three weeks. And then Mo's going to be like, you know. um, (laughs) (laughs) Hold on. Remember, remember guys, no refunds. No refunds. Hey, it's okay. I'm okay. Billy Moneyline, too. He probably got Giants Moneyline. Nah, I ain't never. He's probably parlaying all of them. Like, what a sellout. Nah, but look, I'm okay. for this. I'm okay if Josh Allen does play good, but what I'm saying is like it's not even being talked about that he's not playing good right now. And he just got paid all that money. Like, and people are already talking bad about Mahomes that the NFL done figured it out and the NFL done figured out Lamar Jackson and, and whatever. And I'm sure people are gonna come away with this with their own hey, what but but either way, Josh Allen needs to prove his worth. And I don't think he does it against Washington. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and obviously, I know I got Washington. I mean, it's hey, Kevin, obviously, yeah. Yeah. The Washington Guardians? <laughs> the Washington presidents? The Washington <laughs> Yo, you know what? You know what? That wouldn't be a bad, right? You could do so many promotional things with that. You know, that's... What, the Washington presidents? That'd be horrible. No, football team. It's, it's, it's Donald Trump night. <laughs> Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the night we're gonna kick the Giants' ass and the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> Every week they represent a new president. Jesus The Washington G Dubs. It's G Dub night, guys. <laughs> Abraham Lincoln night. <laughs> you know what? It's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be Edgar Hoover Ed, um Edgar Allen Hoover's night when we kick the Cowboys ass. This is gonna be Ronald Reagan night. It's gonna be Howard Taft's night when you lay a big fat egg against Buffalo. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> all right, all right, Kenneth. This is gonna be the James Madison game. James <laughs> <laughs> on the James Madison. Teddy, Teddy Roosevelt game. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Look, Adam Howard isn't walking through that building anymore. But yeah, man, you guys yeah, man, y'all comedy. So we got the LA. Uh, let's see, we got the LA Chargers versus the Kansas City Chiefs. What you guys got? I'm gonna go to first, JP. I know you want about to roll out. Um, I got the Chiefs winning this game, but it's going to be a shootout game between Hobo and uh, Patrick Mahomes. Um, I feel like, you know, that loss to the Ravens, the Chiefs are going to have something extra this Sunday. But the Chargers, you can't really count them off, especially the Chargers defense. Um, as good as the defense is, it's still going to be tough to go against the offense of the Chiefs. So the Chiefs winning uh, this game. So I know you got a few minutes. I'm going to let you go through all the picks real quick. Okay. So I got um, New Orleans versus New England. What you got? 
Uh, I'm gonna say the Patriots. Um, but the Patriots probably ain't gonna take you know take this seriously because they got that game against Tom Brady next week, and hopefully the offense of the Saints come back um, after that dreadful performance last week. But I'll run with the Patriots. Seattle, Minnesota. The Vikings is going to win their first game against Seattle. Um, there's just a way that Kirk Cousins and the Vikings, they play competitive the first two games. Hopefully they come off on a strong start and a strong finish. Uh, Seattle's still kind of struggling just a little bit, but it's going to be a shootout between Wilson and uh, Cousins. All right. Uh, Colts and Titans, what you got? Uh, I'm going to say the Titans. Um, you know, we're hearing that Wentz is going to play. Um, Titans is just too much with uh, the uh, – Balance attack with uh, Julio and you got A.J. Brown. Derrick Henry had a monster game last week. Um, it's going to be tough with him against the Colts defense with the linemen and linebackers that they have. But still, it's still not enough to beat the Titans. So Titans win. All right. And J.P., I know you want to head out on um, social media. Let them know. Definitely check me out on It's Just JP on my YouTube channel. I'm just going to be putting up a, either a Charles Barkley reaction or a Shaq reaction video, so check that out. Check out Off the Ball Network on YouTube, too, as well. I'll be putting out my uh, college football recap and NFL recaps um, this week. And also check me on Twitter, JP Franchise 57. All right. Appreciate you, Kirk Cousins. Thank y'all so much. <laughs> Thank y'all so much. Y'all stay safe. Um, and then also catch the post game show on the 2K League All Star Game on Dash Radio on Nothing But Net channel as they have their All Star Game. Check out the post game show after that with me hosting. So, thank y'all guys for having me on, and um, y'all stay safe and God bless. Appreciate you, brother. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, Kenneth. We got the Kansas City Chiefs versus the LA Chargers. Who you got? Uh, I got the Chiefs. I just think I wrote it in my article this week. I think these teams are going to split again. Home teams are going to win. So I, I got the Chiefs this week. Okay. Prez, what you got? Oh, man, this is a tough one. Um, I'm a big-time Herbert fan, but you, I don't know. This is tough. Um, I think the Chiefs are going to, you know, this is going to be a close game. I think it's going to be closer than people think. I think uh, I think the Chiefs, they, they, they're very flawed defensively like that. You mentioned that defense is just – I mean, it's all over the place, and I think that's going to hurt them. That's why I wasn't high on them this year because um, that defense is just not – I mean, they got one guy at Honey Badger, and it feels like that's it. So um, I'm going to go – you know, I still trust Patrick Mahomes and company to get it done, I think. Uh, but it's going to be a close game, so I'm going to go 27-24. Uh, I think make a close one. Okay. T-Law, what you got? Like I said earlier, this game is going to be a shootout. Uh, prob- uh, maybe, maybe if I get lucky – I might be right. It might be a thousand uh, yards combined. I got the Chiefs though in a close one. Mo, what you got? Yeah, I'm taking the Chiefs, but the Chargers cover. Okay. Touchdowns yeah. deep in this game. Okay. Yeah, I got the Chiefs. I, I I can't see them being one and two at this point. So let's see. We got New Orleans versus the Patriots. Um, let's see. Um, Kenneth, what you got? I'm going to take New Orleans in this game. Like before JP hopped out, he talked about New England possibly looking to next week against Brady. I, I think that is the case. And New Orleans, they looked awful last week against Carolina. Jameis needs to have a bounce back game. Um, obviously, a tough environment to go and play there, but I just think the Saints are going to bounce back. Jameis, he's not going to throw for like five touchdowns or anything, but he'll bounce back for a few touchdowns, maybe one pick. And they'll win this game. Okay. All right. Uh, Praise. what you got? Oh, man. This Saints, I don't know. 
the one week they look like world beaters and everyone's like, yo, they just destroyed the Packers. And then the next week it's, uh, the next week it's, which Jameis, <laughs> you know, yeah, it, it, right. it's just that, right. it's that up and down, like this, that roller coaster ride with Jameis. It's like, you want to believe in him. And it's just like, you know, uh, but Kenneth, shout out to you because you mentioned, uh, you took the Panthers money line last week. I went with you. I believed in you and oh. you made me, you know, a hundred dollars richer because of that. So thank you. Um, I, I'm going to go. Um, I think New England's going to get this. You know, I, I know, you know, Belichick's not going to make them think about next week. Next week is going to next week. You know, uh, yep. we're going to have them focused and I think they'll get some turnovers of Jameis. And then uh, I think they take care of business uh, and I think they cover too. Uh, ben, what you got? I said on the show yesterday, like, I've been doing this with some of the games. I say who's going to win, but in my mind, like, my gut, who I would pick. So I think the Pats I'm, – I'm picking the Pats if I was putting money on them, but I have a really good feeling that the Saints are going to pull an upset in this game. Uh, I think they'll bounce back. They get players back. I think Marshawn Lattimore is going to play this week. And, you know, people say assistant coaches may not make a difference, but they do. Yeah. So I think getting all those coaches back, they'll play a little bit better, more inspired. I know they're thugging it out with the hotel life, not being able to go back to their regular home. So that makes a little bit of an impact. But I think they'll come to play. They're embarrassed last week offensively, especially uh, Alvin Kamara has had a slow start to the season. I think he'll get back on track this week. All right. Mo, what you got? Yeah, I'm taking the Saints. Um, I just don't like the Patriots still to this day. Um, so Story of like, the day. Mo hates everyone. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe we should narrow it down. What do you like? Yeah. Ohio anyone who was affiliated with Ohio State. No, nah, I like I like Jameis. Like I'm I'm rooting for Jameis to I like the underdogs. That's why I was all in on Carolina. Like I like Sam Darnold. You know, saying I'm glad he was able to get. I like I like some of the underdogs and stuff. I just I hated the Patriots my whole life. They were winners. That's period point blank. That's what hating is. That's why he's a cowboy he loves losing. Oh, it makes sense. <laughs> you hate somebody because that's how you would develop a hate. It's called a hater because they win. The Patriots have been winning my whole life. It's about time that for another year, a second year in a row, they feel what the struggle's like. Every other organization in America has had a time where they've had to fill it in the past 20 years. Welcome to the club, New England. So I think I think New Orleans wins. Like you said, um, this is a, it's a tough defense to do it against. We just saw Zach Wilson. Throw uh, four picks, but obviously that's just what Bel- Belichick does to rookie quarterbacks. Um, but I think a lot will t- be telling on Jameis Winston in this game. And I do think Alvin Kamara has a bounce back game. Like he started off slow. It's just two games, um, but he hasn't wowed you. I'm sure fin- fantasy managers of Alvin Kamara are getting a little antsy on some big time games. Uh, and, I- and I think he'll have one. And I think Jameis will play good. Like Kenneth, I mean, I think he'll throw for about 260 maybe 270, two or three touchdowns and a pick uh, with a, with a pretty decent completion percentage. I think he has a pretty good game. Still is going to have that turnover, but I'm taking the Saints. It's going to be a close one, though. Like, And, and I think it's it, – yeah, I think it's going to be a close one. Like I'd say like a like a 21 to 20 kind of ordeal. Like I think it's going to be a close one, not too high scoring. And uh, I think Mac Jones, if Marshawn Lattimore and um, – if Marshawn Lattimore is out again and Gardner Johnson, I think Mac Jones will be able to take – uh, advantage of that secondary, and I think he'll have the best looking performance of his career through through three games so far. Like I think Mac Jones, it's ideal for him to at least look good individually. If, if Garner Johnson and Marshawn Lattimore aren't playing, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so we got uh, Seattle versus Minnesota. I'm gonna go with you first, Kenneth. What you got? 
I mean, we've got eight games this week that are all within like a point to three points as far as spreads go. And I think typically when you see that, it's like a half and half split. Like you see four upsets and then you see four favorites end up winning. This is one of those upsets for me. I look at Minnesota. They they should have won last week. Let's be clear. They, they should have beat Arizona. Miss kick is the reason why they didn't win last week. But Seattle melted down last week. And it's pretty well known that like I'm not high on Seattle this year. I think Seattle's actually going to jump out to a lead again. They're going to be leading by like seven to 10 points. We're going to think it's over. And then Minnesota's going to storm back and win the game. Not that I have a lot of faith in Kirk Cousins, but in this case, I just think he's got too many weapons. The only reason why I wouldn't take Minnesota is if Dalvin Cook gets ruled out, but it looks like he's going to be playing tomorrow. So until I hear otherwise, I'm going to roll with Minnesota at plus two at minimum, but probably money line as well. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Prez, what you got in this matchup? Um, I blacked out again. What was the matchup again? <laughs> I'm doing, I'm doing bets on the side too. I'm doing bets on the side too. So I'm trying to trying to win some money, you know, because uh, you know they can't. You know, my card you know needs to get fixed. So uh, you know, I got to win some money. Um, so we got uh, Minnesota. Yo, Seattle, like they like like Kenneth mentioned, they just let that game go against Tennessee. Like it looked like they had it, and then Tennessee just came out nowhere and just took over. So. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what Seattle team we're gonna get. This is a, this is a kind of a pick'em game, you know. And even the, even the you know uh, Vegas even is showing that kind of one and a half spread right now. You know what? I think Minnesota gets on the board. They get their first dub. You know, Kirk Cousins looks like you know uh, it won't just be stats with Kirk Cousins. He'll actually I think he'll have a, a nice you know uh, late drive and he'll get the job done. And, and Minnesota takes uh, it gets the dub. Yeah. Um, Dad, what you got? I'm going with Minnesota as well. I think they played they played good enough to be two and zero right now. Just some uh, a missed kick and week one, you know, some mismanagement and just not finishing the game in OT. But I think they're a quality team. They look better than they did last year, that's for sure. And if Dallin Cook is healthy and he runs the ball like he's capable of, I think uh, they win this game. They're at, are they they're at home, correct? This week yeah, or no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're at home, home. So, yeah. I think that environment in Minnesota uh, will be rocking, and I think you know they forced Russ into a few turnovers potentially. Is is Cook healthy? Because I know he got banged up. He was time. questionable, but I think he's going to play. Knowing him, he's probably going to play unless it's major. Yeah, his is an ankle, but he's questionable. So Madison's a good backup. So yeah, even if Cook is not a hundred percent, he doesn't he doesn't go. Um, Madison's a, that's a solid backup. They so. don't have the secondary to stop Jefferson or Thielen too. Yeah, Thielen's on fire. So He's playing good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thielen's been rolling. What's his name too? Uh, Gary Kubiak. He's a very, very good uh, offensive yeah, coordinator. He knows how to run yeah. the ball. Yeah. Super Bowl winning head coach. You know, uh, he's done a lot of good things. You know, uh, in this yeah. league. Yeah. Yeah. Uncle Shay Shay boy, Mo, what you got? <laughs> I'm going to Seattle. Um, okay. okay. I, I've like I've rocked with the fact that they're they're. You know, the disrespect that they were getting from this network uh, preseason and saying they were going to be the worst team in the NFC West. And, you know, Russ is going to flame out and all this, you know. So, no, because, Kenneth, you weren't the only one. It it wasn't just you, Kenneth. Like, it wasn't just you. Everybody, Cruz told me in preseason Seattle. Couch Coach told me in preseason Seattle is going to be the worst. Everybody was picking against Seattle. Like, they're not going to be. So, I'm. I'm rocking yeah. with I'm rocking with Seattle. Uh, like you said, first off, 
they got smacked in the mouth with with giving up that game. Like that's gotta hurt. You have to bounce back from that. Like there's gotta be some pressure on Seattle to bounce back from that. Uh, Dalvin Cook being hurt. Like yeah, he may play, but I don't think he will be a hundred percent healthy. And I, I think that matters. Like sometimes with guys, yeah, they play, but their presence isn't always the same. And and I know Seattle, uh, their whole defense as a whole is really bad, and their secondary is bad, and you know. Uh, Minnesota's on fire. Jefferson hasn't played great up to this point, but it's okay because Adam Thielen has been on fire for everybody, and K.J. Osborne has played uh, pretty good also. So you don't really need Jefferson to play amazing right now. But I just think if it comes down to a shootout between uh, Kirk Cousins and Russell Wilson, I just think I I would rock with Russell Wilson to prevail. And I don't think Minnesota's defense is, even with being healthy, I don't think they're that great to the point where I think they can shut down DK Met- and we talk about Adam Thielen. Tyler Lockett is on a tear right now uh, through two games. Bro, He's played he them two. All the time. He's Tyler Lockett and Thielen have probably been up to this point, the two best receivers, especially in a fantasy standpoint, up through the first two weeks. Those have been the two best receivers as far as big-time performances. So we still haven't even seen DK get going. That's another thing is, like, Tyler Lockett has been – you know, killing the game, and we haven't seen DK get going. I think he could against his Minnesota team. I mean, even if it's a shootout, I think it's a close one, but I think Seattle would get him smacked in the mouth. Like, I think there is pressure to bounce back, and I think they answer, uh, and, and they end up 2-1, and one, and I just think Minnesota, you know, I'm almost looking at this game. I think there's a possibility you see Kellen Mond in this game. Like, I, I, it's possible. I'm, I'm waiting. Yeah, yeah, it's, it is – like so Mo hates Mel Mo hates um let's see what how many quarterbacks has he hated in this show? Josh Allen Baker I don't, Michael, Michael, I don't hate Josh Kirk Allen. Cousins. Yeah, I don't know. hate but Kirk Cousins. Said, I, Josh, I, just want no. I don't hate Kirk Cousins, but the, they drafted Kellen Mond for like to hopefully back him up. But if they're looking like if they're go even if you don't see him in this game, if they are 0 and 3, do you continue on and be bad with Kirk Cousins or do you see what you have in Kellen Mond to see whether you got to decide to get a quarterback next year or not? Like, are you going in the quarterback sweepstakes route, or do you like do you try and see what you have for Kellen Mond, and do you trade Kirk Cousins back over to Washington because they'll come calling? Like you, you as an organization, if you're zero and three, you have to do that. Like you do have to do that. Like if Kirk Cousins, I'm just saying, if Kirk Cousins is losing, if Kirk Cousins is losing close games, you're zero and three. I'm just saying, if they're zero and three, you brought Kellen Mond in to to be Kirk Cousins' successor. But if you're 0-3, don't you not look to see in this quarterback sweepstakes of the quarterback class? Like, you, yes, you do. That's what you do. Like, you're not good. I mean, Daniel Jones, like, like with the quarterback situation, I'm not talking, but I'm saying, like, don't you have to see with, like, if he's not the answer, like, uh, we we pick Mon to move on from Cousins. If Cousins is not the answer, like, we're 0-3, do you not see what you have in Mond to see what you have for the future? Or do you just say, roll with Kirk Cousins, suck, and go draft the quarterback, and we don't know what Kellen Mond could be, but, where we don't know, have you, to necessarily... You can't Wait do that to, game, team to give up Wait after three weeks, you know, and be like... Putting hey, Kellen hey, Mond in is not giving up. Yes, it is. It, it's not, it is. No, it's he, not. He's not ready. He, he's probably not ready. He's no way ready it. to play. You don't know if he's ready to play. Like he's just he's in front. He's behind Kirk Cousins. It doesn't mean he's not ready to play. They're just not ready to give up on Kirk Cousins yet. But putting Kellen Mond in does not mean you just hang up the season. But you with having Kellen Mond, you have to see what you have behind him, or do you wait until you go one and seven? 
Uh, now we now we could give up on the season and, and let Kellamont, but you got to yeah. see what you have behind him. One and seven. Maybe Owen Cousins has trade value right now too. Cleveland next week, like like you're not going to throw in Mond against Cleveland, but the following yeah. week when you're on for and you're playing Detroit, you maybe consider it at that point if uh, Cousins yeah, doesn't look like, great in the first half. Like like that is like the earliest. Like you can't throw it away at zero and three, especially when you should be. One and two at that point because you're a missed kick away from being one and two. Yeah, like the yeah. season's not over at that. Yeah, it's not point. like they're getting right. killed. Like they right. lost the game because of a field goal. That and he's not the reason why they're losing either. Yeah, he's putting up. Yeah. He he looks. Yeah. Decent. he doesn't. He doesn't look bad. Like he's putting up. He's putting it's up good numbers, and and it's it's one thing if he didn't look. If you look like I know you don't like that means numbers. what though? Like that me he doesn't. That means what? He looks good. They're not losing because of him, but they're not winning games. Like, but that's so not, who cares? That's not his. Already, already, hold on. But they already drafted a quarterback to prepare to move on from Cousins anyway. We no, he was in trade really. rumors. They, they did. did. Yes, they did. But, but you're not. Yes, they did. If he was there, they would have moved up to draft Fields if he was there. So, like a rumor came out about that after the draft. So they were willing to. They were, but the the price but was didn't. too hefty because the price was too hefty. That doesn't matter. They've been looking to move on from Kirk. No, no, they've been looking to move on. From Kirk Cousins for two years, but they didn't because the price was too heavy. That's why they grabbed Mond. It doesn't a price is a price. No, it doesn't matter. No, Justin. What quarterback has been coddled? But if you think what quarterback has been coddled? But if you think that Justin Fields is your guy, we all know how the quarterback position is. If you think that's your guy, we've seen plenty of teams play over. Hey, Couch, you know RG three. You guys paid a hefty price again. If you think that's your dude, you go get him. So they didn't think. Not necessarily though. Not when you have the. Not when you have the team that they have. You didn't. Not you don't go and. Not when you can add winning pieces right now with coming back healthy. You don't pay your three, three or four first round picks of the future for Justin Fields when you have a competent team right now. But now that you got Kellamon, you drafted him for the future, depending on what Kirk Cousins does, like, yeah, you start looking at seeing, do I need to entertain the quarterback sweepstakes or is Kellamon the guy? It's going to happen. They've been looking to move on from Kirk Cousins for two years. Yeah, but Kel well, Kellamon was a third round pick. What was he, a third round pick? Dak was a fourth round pick. Romo got hurt. Momentarily. I'm a dad got a role. I just want his Tennessee, um, um Tennessee, um, MVP. Uh, I have all right. If Carson Wentz plays, I know this. Not, nah, I'm it, it is what it is. I think the Colts will win. Uh, they some way, I don't know. I feel like they kind of have their number in a way. When they played last year, um, I think it was Thursday night, they ran all over them and uh. They started off the season, you know, slow with Naheem Hines and Jonathan Taylor, and I think they'll get back on track. O-line hasn't played as well as they should because they're top five, really top three, and I think they'll they'll get back on track. Tennessee, you know, they bounced back last week, but they should have lost that game as well. So I think Indy will come in ready to play 0-2. They're 0-2, but we know why they're 0-2. They play two of the best teams in the league. So it's not saying too much, and I just think they'll get back on track, and hopefully Carson Wentz can, you know, make it through the game. But if he can, I think that he'll – I think that they'll pull off the dub. I know it's crazy as that sounds with two sprained ankles. I don't know how you play on that. But. <laughs> Dude, how does that happen? Like, he has the worst luck. Not one sprained ankle. One sprained ankle. How do you sprain two, first no. off? Like, you talk about playing on it. How do you sprain them? How do you sprain both? 
never, I never had two sprained ankles, bro. Like I mean, when I, mean, I sprained one, I'm washed up guys. Like we, we gotta have this mo discussion, yeah, bro. I'm just saying, you sprain one ankle, like bro, you would think you'd be done. Like, hey, bro, I'm out. Not put yourself in harm's way. This, like, I haven't seen somebody sprain two ankles in the same game. I haven't seen it. You can't even do nothing. Yeah. Like one ankle, you could hop, but two, man. Yeah, oh, two. He has the worst yeah. luck. He, he might have the worst yeah. luck of any quarterback in NFL history. Like two yeah. sprained ankles. Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod like, Taylor. Right. It Ty still goes. It right. goes to Tyrod. Yeah, you Tyrod. You're right. Tyrod got so, terrible. Yeah. So there you got a roll. So what's your um social media? Uh, what the game means to me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And uh, catch us next week. We'll have another show for you going into week four. And catch me on Overreaction Monday, where I might say we should fire Urban Meyer. But, you know, stay tuned. Oh, well, he's going to USC anyway, so you don't have to fire yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's going to say something's wrong. The health yeah, issue. Yeah. He pulled like a Bobby Petrino. He's just going to leave like a little paper like, hey, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you should. Let him enjoy the holidays. It is what it is. But yeah, I, I appreciate you having me on, Coach. Again, you know, I'll see you. I'll, I'll see you guys on Monday, though. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Appreciate you. All right, bro. Yeah, don't let this Kellen Mond discussion to distract from the fact that Mo hates Josh Allen but loves Jameis Winston and Sam Darnold. <laughs> I don't know. I don't love it's not about I like the fact like comeback, like comeback kids. I don't. Like I like the comeback kids part. I wanted Sam Darnold to succeed. I don't know why. I just felt like he got way too much hate in New York. And it's like sometimes you do it's just New have York, to look yeah. at. Like, but I guess the Jets, though, like, look at the look what they gave him to work with. All, I think we all like Darnold, though, heading to Carolina. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like, like I don't think anyone ever questioned that Sam Darnold wasn't couldn't be an NFL quarterback. It's just he's with Adam Gase. It's, but it's it's simple. Like, it's simple, guys. If I take away all your weapons and I get a running back and I don't even like the running back we got and offensive line is putrid, you have you're throwing to us as receivers. Yeah. How was he? Yeah, how was he allowed to be successful in New York? The minute he got traded, wow. did you see the jubilee? Like he looked like a kid in the candy store. Like, oh my god, I got Robbie Anderson. I got DJ Moore. And you then know, they I go and draft Christian Terrace Marshall. I get to play with Christian McCaffrey. Exactly. Like that's my offensive line. Like, right. But Joe you know Brady? what's crazy? That's the problem. <laughs> that's the problem to me with quarterbacks. Period. Not quarterbacks, but how people look at quarterbacks. And that's why that's the only thing I, I hate about the draft is like I just hate the fact that. Quarterbacks are expected to save franchises. Like receivers, running backs, all these other guys get to go do whatever. Like no pressures on them. Quarterbacks have to save a franchise or else like you're not talented. You can't. Oh, no. it's Yeah, it's not about putting a receiver. Like, oh, he has no receivers. Tom Brady did it. Everybody's not Tom Brady where he can make everybody great. Like it's not. That's not a fair. Well, look at what Tom Brady did. Everybody is not about to come in the NFL and be the GOAT. Oh, well, look at Peyton Manning. Like stop comparing them to that. And you would stop looking at Sam Darnold as a bad quarterback. Like he's talented. He has no talent around him. Look at the difference. They're three and zero. I get it. They should be, but he looks like a very good quarterback. He looks but like they, a top fifteen quarterback. Three and zero. Like if if you look at New Orleans was favored in that game, so like most people probably had them at two and one. So the fact that they are three and zero, I think, is just a testament to how good Darnold is. With and he's playing line. good football. But but he was expected to save the Jets organization. They did him no yeah. favors. They oh we brought you Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, everybody goes to the Jets to die. Le'Veon Bell had already sat a year. Like he had Robbie Anderson. How he left? Like Robbie Anderson dipped. Like they did even, him even no favors. Year, though, even this year though, we see Corey Davis go there, and we're treating it like Corey Davis is DeAndre Hopkins is a weapon for Zach Wilson. Like. 
Corey Davis was the number two in Tennessee for years. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah he, he's a solid receiver, but let's not act like he should be the number one on your team. Like, he should be your second best. Well, he's the number one on the team because they have no one. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But this is the point. Like, that's – like, like, we're putting the expectations of him having, like, this 1,000-yard season, and it's like, okay, but now he has to go up against number one coverage when he's a number two receiver. Like, that's just yeah. – If that. It's going to be that, tough for him. Right. Yeah. Super inconsistent. Yeah. So, fellas, let's round out our pick six. We got the Titans versus the Colts. Um, Prez, what you got? The Titans. Who was they playing again? Colts. Uh, the Colts. Tit- oh, oh, oh. Carson Wentz with two <laughs> sprained ankles there. Titan. The Titans should, should uh, you know, had a good win last week, you know, coming back against Seattle at Seattle. I mean, uh you know, it's crazy. Urson sent me, you know, we all know Urson, uh, you know, not, not, you know, learning the American football. He sent me a, a crazy trade for uh, oh, Derek no. Henry. I was like, nah. And then, of course, Derek Henry goes off. So I was like, glad I didn't do nothing with Urson. Mm. I think we all have an Urson trade that we're like, yo. <laughs> but it, it, to me, it's fun that, you know, someone who's not familiar with American football is, is actually, you know, learning and I'm trying to understand it. So that to me is cool. But he, he got some wild trades. Uh, but I think Derek Henry has another big game. The Colts just – they don't have enough. Carson wins two bad ankles. That's if he even played. I doubt he's even going to play. So uh, I think the Titans take care of business. All right. Kenneth, what you got? I mean, Urson offered me Amari Cooper for Christian McCaffrey, and I kind of feel like I should have taken that trade after Thursday night. But hopefully McCaffrey comes back soon. Oh, um, man, McCaffrey and Herbert's tough. I mean, I mean I'm going to take the Titans in this game. I know that I, I just think these two teams are going to split, and I think Wentz is doing everything that he can to push to go but I just don't think that he's going to have enough to win this game now. Uh, to be honest, I wish he would just sit it out. But, but you know, if if you even have the ability to go, then then you're going to in the NFL. So I, I would take the Titans. It is a steep spread, though, like five and a half for a division game. Like, that that's pretty high for me. So I think Indy keeps it close, but, but I would take Tennessee, especially how they looked in the second half last week. Hey, Mo, what you got? I'm taking Tennessee. Uh, I just no way I'm betting on either a a quarterback with two sprained ankles or be a backup over Tennessee. Um, so like I'm either saying I I would like Carson Wentz with two sprained ankles or Brett Hundley to get the job done against Tennessee. And I just think like Derrick Henry will be able to they'll be able to play the ground and pound game to win this game. I don't think they'll have to pull any a lot of tricks out of the out of their sleeve to to win this game. I think Tennessee. I think Tennessee wins it pretty easily. I just, bro, with Carson Wentz being so limited, like, I'll be surprised if he makes it through the game. Like, I think you'll see, like, I think it's inevitable that you'll see the backup quarterback anyway, and I give them zero chance at that point. Yeah. So, fellas, let's put a bow on uh, See You Sunday. Uh, Social media, Kenneth. Yeah, you can follow all my stuff at shooters underscore pod or BTG NBA pod as well. I got two shows going right now. Shooter Shoot is going to be back middle of October uh, for season three. And then we've got Breaking the Game this week. Going to have the Hoopers on this week. We're going to be talking about the Southeast Division, which is going to be a great show. Uh, Lots of content on the Off the Ball Network website. We got articles like crazy. Unfortunately, this Ryder Cup has been a tad underwhelming, but the article has been pretty on point so far as far as predictions go, so that's always a huge plus. And go and check out some of our awesome sponsors. My bookie at the bottom there, use promo code off the ball. You can get some cash money if you took Carolina last week, money line plus 150 hey. like Prez did. 
looked real good. If you if you rolled with Pat last week on bets on bets on bets with me, which is also going to be tomorrow morning at 7:30 a.m. Pacific time. I mean, we're five and zero as a show, or five and one. Sorry, unfortunately, our guest really underwhelmed at zero and three. Uh, I, I forget. I'm, I'm sorry was, for that, Kenneth. If you want me to demote Mo, if you want me to demote Mo, I will demote him. Oh, oh okay. Losing okay, people money. Mo. We don't do that at Off the Ball Network. It, it we don't lose Mo. people money, Mo. So get your game up, bro. Also, also Mo took Miami Dolphins money line in a 35 to nothing loss. So that that was a bit of a. I, I kid. Everyone loses in betting. It happens all the time. We saw Pat go in three week one, bounce back three and zero oh week two. So. Mo, you send me some picks, man. You go three and zero this week. You can bounce back real quick. Uh, but just a lot of great pressure, stuff happening. Pressure week for Mo. Pressure and week. And head over to play pickup back. as well. I mean, you can win some great prizes with them. All you got to do is enter your phone number to be on that site. You can make picks all weekend. You can win gift cards. You can win prizes. There's so much great stuff. I've yeah. already won a gift card through one week of NFL mm-hmm. football. Like. Yep. So just go and make some picks and, and follow our great sponsors. And Mo will text you why he, what quarterback he hates when you when you enter your phone yeah. number. He'll text you, I hate this quarterback this week. So every week he'll text yeah. you a new quarterback he hates. Yeah, like I said, very simple, easy. All you gotta, like I said, all you got to do is just, you know, pick your response and boom, you win, you get prizes. Simple. Sure. Uh, Prez, what you got? Man, um, I appreciate I'm happy that I was able to get on. You know, always fun chopping up with the crew. You can follow me at Off The Ball Pod on Instagram, t- Twitter, Facebook, all that good stuff. Got a show coming out. Um, it's Monday with, with Mo. It's episode two of The Best That Never Was. We're covering the, the Heatles. You know, year one of the Miami Heat, you know, uh, you know, series talking about the best teams that never won a championship. So be on the lookout for that uh, coming out Monday. Mo, what you got? Yeah, uh, you can follow me up at Flames Pod on Twitter, Instagram, Mo underscore Cheese 15, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, just put out a show with Jeff talking about quarterbacks. Uh, we're talking about the Ohio State quarterback situation, the quarterback class, um, you know, the weak quarterback class coming out of college this year. And, and some of the guys, you know, Baker Mayfield and how much he's worth. And some of the success stories, too, like Sam Darnold and, you know, new faces in new places and how they're looking. Um, yeah, but, you know, I'll be – uh, I, I might be doing a show with Jay tonight on the Locked On Buckeyes podcast after the game if I'm not knocked out sleep um, at that point. But, yeah, bro, always a good time jumping on with y'all. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Couch Coach Live. Check out the podcast. Anywhere you get your podcast. Apple, Spotify, you're there. Um, Overreaction Mondays, every Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, then watch the Football Guys podcast every Friday night, 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And then we also had to watch the Football Guys post games. So shout out to my co-host uh, Rob, a.k.a. Football and Chill. Um, and then obviously here, see you Sunday, every Sunday, every Saturday, ah, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So, yeah, man, so definitely appreciate everybody for coming on uh, to see you Sunday, man. Uh, we got a great action-packed week three. For the fellas, we see you on Sunday. I'm not going to